This is a stand-up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got a smelly guy in the office, too much porn, and what to do when you got crutches on New Year's Eve. Check it out, share with friends, boom. Train Jared Freed coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side. Sam York Labs. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it one more time. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for posting on your Instagram stories. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for posting on your Snap stories. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it means so much to me to see how you're listening, where you're listening, and with who you're listening. It is unbelievable, the response. And, and it's weird because I I know it. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. I can, I can sense it. I get my, my spidey senses go off when, these, when this show hits a new level. And I'm feeling it right now. There's a lot of new listeners, a lot of new emailers, people coming from other places that they've maybe seen or heard me. Or they had a friend say to them, listen, listen to this Papa JT character. He's giving out gems for free twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday. I can feel it, and that's because of you guys. This is a user-generated program. It doesn't happen without you. So thank you. And I'm going to keep asking you to keep spreading the word. Keep telling a friend, a coworker, a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, an aunt, an uncle, a teacher, anybody. This is the official podcast of people with ears. So anyone with ears, we'll take them. Put them on the boat. We love new listeners, uh, and we love the old listeners for telling those people to get in board. Because I know, I know, it's hard. It's not easy to tell someone to listen to a podcast. People get weirdly, you know, weirdly uh, offended. I don't listen to podcasts. Well, okay, why don't you fucking get with it? Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you turn off the AMFM and join the rest of society on the podcast train with Papa JT? Spitting truths. Listen, tell a friend, tell somebody. And I told you, the easiest way, the most, the most unoffensive way to tell someone is to post a picture of how you're listening or where you're listening on your Instagram stories or your Snapchat stories. Or tweeting. I love a tweet. Love a teat. Also love a tweet. Listen. Keep spreading the word. I also want to give a quick shout out before we get to our guest. Um, I, the Great Fantastic is a company that I... 
am uh, I, I I have an intimate involvement with, and I they're a sweatpant overall company, and I just love what. The whole vibe and Kyle Bergman, who's been on the show, he's fantastic. And he, someone just, a, a couple just posted on their Instagram. I'll, I'll give a shout out. Faith underscore, Bre- uh, Faith underscore Benner and her boyfriend, uh, it looks like her boyfriend, um, at Dom Dakari. They got matching sweatpant overalls for Christmas. Nice. And uh, yeah, we're, they, they look like... It's like the most they, they like they're gonna be cuddling together wearing the same thing. It's like you know that SNL sketch where it's like the two like gross people right, right, rubbing right, each right, other right, in the yeah, bathtub. Right. Yeah, it kind of feels like that. Where but they're good looking. I'm not saying about them, but I'm saying it's just two people in sweats that you can tell they're just gonna spend the next week and a half crusted to one another. Yeah, perfect time of year too. Perfect time of year, and it's like this is when you need the sweatpants overall. So. Go follow at uh, thegreatfantastic.co uh, on Instagram. Promo JTrain15. You can get some get some bucks in your pocket. Um, but very cool of them, too, to send me the, the picture, which is unbelievable. Um, very excited about today's guest. Uh, oh. I'm very I'm, – I'm pumped. Are you? I am. I'm excited to have you. I, 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 we've tried to make this happen in the past. Yeah, just a couple times, but uh, not, not, we didn't miss each other too much. No, no, no. We, you know, it was Maybe. normal scheduling, right? Uh, things, and this is what happens. And and I tell you know, I'm so appreciative. Of people come on the podcast. It takes a minute. You got to go and spend start your day earlier. Right, comics are not uh, active all. Much. No. <laughs> they're their homes. Nick Griffin, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's so cool to have you. I I, I don't I bring on comics all the time. Sometimes they're friends, sometimes they're your people that I see around and I, I consider I look up to you. I like watching oh, you on thanks. stage. I you're, I, I consider us friends. I consider us friends too. Yeah. Okay, cool. This is, it just happened a, here. I was in a uh I mean I think something happened where I started naturally calling you J-Train and yeah. it felt right and uh, and that's where I thought well, well I guess we're friends yeah we're friends <laughs> I'll take it I, I mean I love watching you on stage too especially oh, like you're one of, you know a guy that I enjoy watching and like you know I see you know so good so anyone who's thanks. out there that doesn't know Nick Griffin now you should know him you should go follow him on Twitter at the Nick Griffin and go to nickgriffin.net he travels the country all the time all the time and and just a great stand-up. You guys should all go watch him yeah. and go enjoy him. He's going to be at the joke, the joke Joint in St. Paul, January 4th through 6th. That's right. Come out and see the show. See the show. I would love to have uh, more people come out. Come. And, and, and go introduce yourself and say, Papa JT sent that me. That would be amazing. I'd get a picture of that, yeah. Absolutely. And send it to me. Yeah, absolutely. I would love the that. J-Train. I mean, what do you like? Do you... Do you like going on the road? Do you not like it? Do you? Uh, it's at this point. It's kind of. Uh, uh, I don't know. I love to like, hate it, or it's. It's obviously. I don't want to be away from my stuff in my apartment in New York City. Mm. But I love doing stand up, and I like doing longer sets, forty five minutes, and uh, and I have to make money, and that's as you know, yeah. very well. You can't really make a lot of money here in New York City. You have to leave town to get some money I was, in your pocket. I was always told you come here to get good. You go elsewhere to get money. Right. That's, it's a that's long trip. Way. Long trip to the ATM. Yeah. So, <laughs> but absolutely. But have you been to the joke joint before? Is I that have. A place? Yeah, it's a really nice place. And uh, I mean, I'm out there thir- not out at joke joint, but out on the road thirty weeks a year, maybe a little more. Uh, What's your biggest year? travel tip to people? Because that's the thing. When you go thirty <laughs> weeks a year, you got to get. I mean, you see, What's airports are a part of your li- life in a way that to people that don't go thirty weeks a year. 
They have no idea. Is there something that you do before every trip? Uh, well, I'm like a tell, David Tell. I I stay up all night, uh, and I don't go to bed. Like, I always get the first flight out because the okay. first flight is going to be there at the airport. It'll always be there at the airport. You're not going to miss a connection if you get there right there at the airport. So I I, I stay up all night. And uh, and I get the first flight out, and I get the first flight back. That's that's just my problem. all night. You can't get to sleep. I can't get to sleep. No, I freak out that I'm gonna miss miss the flight. I'm the same way, but I always go to sleep. You but do. I I set like 700 alarms. Right. It's a but I know that feeling. So you, first flight out. That's my I like first flight out. Yeah, and, I, I, and, and when that. you're coming back to New York City to get the first flight out, not so much. I do. I try my best, and I'm just like, okay, What's this your, will be the worst night of my life. Do you party when you're on the road? I mean, I know you'll have a couple, but will you have? Will you? I like. I'll, I'll I'll turn it up every now and again. Every now and again. Every now and again. But then I'll have that moment. Where I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> you, know, you wake up about twelve thirty on a Sunday. You're like, what yeah. Am I? Why would I do that to myself? Right. Exactly. This wasn't a vacation. Right. <laughs> this is something. Yeah, you had to go and, do work. And if you're on the road, you're probably not in New Orleans or San Francisco. No. All the you're probably in Boise or Omaha. And you're going, what am I? I'm in a why pizza am I, joint. And- yeah. Why am I drinking here? <laughs> why am I going out late? But sometimes you go. And to like I love a- all those places because I love Omaha. But I'm just saying, it's uh, most of the road gigs are not in these amazing, no, city, amazing, uh, weird, uh, random. Huge places. I remember I went to uh, uh, University of Nevada once. Uh, Reno. Reno. Right, which is a uh, interesting town. Interesting, because the college part of it's awesome, like yeah. the college town. But someone was like, "Yeah, go check out the river." So like, I went to the river, and it was just like all looked like Walking Dead, just yeah. zombie meth heads. No, you're absolutely walking around. right. It's amazing. I had just one of the worst weeks of my career in Reno, where it was so bad. I was like, "Really? Should I keep doing this?" Really? That's yeah. how depressing that That's place is. That's how bad uh, Reno was for me. Personally. Oh my god! It was just a bad, bad gig. You can walk around there, and you're. Like, it looks. You know what Reno looks like? That part, not the because co- I went to the College Town of part. Of course, of it. I've never been to the College. I'm sure it's, it's nice. awesome, and there's great bars. They're interesting. And you played it. You. Played a, I did a oh, show okay. at the school, yeah. and I. But then I would stay in the casino part of the town, sure. and you're just like it looks like they. It, it looks like a, a deserted land. Like right. it looks like America happened. We got defeated by the Nazis, and we had to de- desert in Reno. Right. <laughs> and they it left looks like all the a casinos. casino town that people had stopped working on. You know, forty years ago, yeah, because it, it is a step back in time. But it's not. Uh... What's interesting about those cities now is that these I call them secondary cities. Right. They're all having this like uh, revival, revival. Like, and but they're like, and they all. It's weird because I was in San Antonio, and you go to like the uh, the river, the walk. river walk, and the things that are the river walk looks like you're walking in a museum of 1990s America. Because it's like Bubba Gump Shrimp right. and like all those like chain restaurants. And you're like, who wanted this? And yeah. I guess it's like a certain generation right. was excited to go to Cheesecake Factory on the oh, Riverwalk. Yeah, absolutely. And now my like it feels like the, the generation that I'm from wants just a random part of town that used to be something else that has a coffee shop. A, a random restaurant right. and like Wi-Fi access. Right. And it's like, Reno, you can kind of see that's happening there. I found myself in some distillery. And I'm like, why is this here? And it's like, yeah, there's a distillery in Cincinnati <laughs> now too that has good food and sliders right, and mac right. and cheese balls. Yeah. But let's get to the emails. You ready? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm excited. So about pumped. All of you go follow the Nick Griffin on Twitter, uh, nickgriffin.net on 
His website is going to be in St. Paul, Minnesota. Go check him out January 4th through 6th at the Joke Joint. Let's get to the emails. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. You can send whatever you'd like. We love the emails. I'm going to peel them right off the top. Yeah. Okay? You're not cherry picking. Not cherry picking. This This is straight off the top of my big pile. And listen, these emails feather my nuts. Every time, <laughs> I can't believe they're sending them in. They keep coming. It's like over over fifty a week, right. and we just peel off the top. Girlfriend hates hanging with my ex. This seems like a problem anyone would have. Yeah, that seems like. Hello, Papa J Train. Enough nut feathering and boiled beans. Here's the situation. I'm a dude who lives with his girlfriend. I think we have some some tunes to play for this. Uh, this is a guy email. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. A dude email. What? I'm a dude who lives with his girlfriend of two years. You ever lived with a lady? Sure, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Twice a year, my ex, who currently lives with her three-year open relationship boyfriend. Creepy. That's a tough sentence right there for this compadre. Uh, Comes back home and always invites us out to drink, but... My girlfriend hates my ex from a bad first impression from when we first started dating. The situation has gotten so bad, she called me to inform me that she was coming into town. I didn't know she was coming into town. And told me that we would not be hanging out with her if she invited us out. Problem is, she's a good friend and would like to catch up. There's always a big group that comes out when the ex comes into town. So my girlfriend has the option not to hang, talk with the ex. But my to my girlfriend... But to my girlfriend, spending one minute with her would be one minute too many. I have never been told I can't hang out and don't appreciate being told who I can see nor not see a friend or not see a friend. How can I make my girlfriend happy as well as see my friend? Help Papa JT. You're my only hope. Wow. What do you think? That's intense. Look, I think that's tough. I, 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 I don't feel comfortable with... Uh a guy who wants to hang with both his ex-girlfriend and his girl. I mean, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what he's getting out of the uh, ex-girlfriend. Is it just still a friendship? And, it it and kind of feels like a, a even the way he writes this email feels like a point of pride for him. You can't tell me who I can hang well, out I with. Can, that, like, that's huge. Yeah, that's a huge thing for that's, guys. That's a big thing for guys, but also he has to see her side of the situation. Right, yeah. And also I think it's also about the the type of person. There's something about Meeting someone and just being like, "This ain't there's something off here," you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I do understand. I'm taking his girlfriend's side. I am too. Because the ex, the fact that she's in an open relationship with her now living boyfriend, it's <laughs> <is> a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's also like, yeah, if she was just like married with kids, I don't think your girlfriend would have an issue. I think, and and this isn't your girlfriend having a problem with all your exes. It's this specific person that she's like, "Uh uh-uh, I've seen it. I'm looking at the movie. I don't like the movie. Yeah. Right? Totally. She's getting a vibe, and uh, that open relationship thing is just... uh... It it always seems like someone who's just trying to get all their cake and eat it, too. Yeah. And there's just a lot involved in that. It's just, it just seems like lotions and uh, robes. And... <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole sexual aspect <laughs> yeah, that we don't, you know, what are you uh, doing? I, I, and also, like, I don't, listen, if you want to do an open relationship, we're in the, we're in the era of no judgment, fine. I don't, I'm not going to judge you right. to your face. I'm going to judge you behind this podcast wall. Right. But I do think it takes a certain type of person that if you are, if in your girlfriend's shoes, you're like, 
yeah, the open like the the fact that this girl has a new boyfriend doesn't mean shit because she's still allowed to hook up with you. Sure, 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 yeah. It's not past. So your girlfriend has to be thinking, what is this girl getting out of it? Also, what are you getting out of it? What about her makes such her such a good friend that I'm not that friend to you? Yeah, and if he's serious with this new girl, I mean, I would be more accommodating to her. Than- yeah, and and here's the other thing: you say a minute with her is a minute too many. I don't think so. I think. If you guys happen to be at larger, if you're at a party, you come across her, say, hey, how you been, catch up, that's one thing. This sounds like you're going off to get coffee with her to tell her intimate secrets you wouldn't tell your right, girlfriend. Right. So from your girlfriend's side, you're like, no, this, this, I, I'm CVS. Why you need Walgreens? <laughs> you know? Lovely analogy. Right? Yeah. She's got everything you need. Yeah. Plus... She's got a pharmacy. This is a what she she's fucking you. 24 hour, yeah. 24 hour. And this other girl's just a random Walgreens without a pharmacy. Right, with all the self-help, self-checkout. Uh, no, yeah. no one's even there. No one's even there. No one likes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an open one. It's an open one with self-care. Yeah. Right. Good. But I, I think what he needs to do, I mean, any relationship, you gotta compromise shit. And this I think it's less her saying you can't hang out with the, I'm telling you who you can and can't hang out with. It's you saying understanding her side of the situation. Right, her saying, I'm not comfortable with this. This doesn't make me feel good. And yeah. you're at least considering it, considering that idea. And it's also like, you're gonna, this is kind of the fact of life. Yeah. You get older, you lose friends. And that's not to say they were, it had to be a fight or an ending. It's just people going in two different directions. Right. And that doesn't mean that if you see her in a hallway, you're not gonna say hello. Yeah. Or at a party, just like what I was saying before. But like, I think the move in, in this situation is you, you gotta let go. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't. It, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like a big deal. I not to lose that friend. Yeah, yeah, and also I think also the fact is, you can't think it's it's a. I keep coming back to this like group scenario. It's one thing if she saw her at a party, you guys said hello, and your girlfriend was like, "I will not have this." Right. That's a crazy girlfriend, right? Or boyfriend, or anyone. But it's the fact that you're going out of your way to make plans with her. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Right? Yeah, there's something still happening there. I, maybe it's not sexual, but it could be just a little kind of mental thing. It's a mental thing, and it's like it's also him letting go of his past, yeah. especially if it's friends from home. There's this all this whole thing where it's like, oh, I got to push away from that community. Well, a little bit. Yeah, I have friends that I don't see at all, you know. But when we see each other, we're great. We have a good time, and it's not because I'm not calling them because I hate them. It's I'm not calling them because they're not just involved in my life anymore. Do you have ex-girlfriends that you're still pals with? That you're... Um, I mean, not really. Not really. You know, I, I mean, I have one person that comes to mind right away. I, I mean, I just had a situation actually the other day. I'll tell the story. It's kind of a personal story. Yeah, I, good, I um, personal. Um, there was a girl that I had. Well, the one girl that comes to mind, we're still friendly, still like her Instagram stuff, but she's also now engaged and has a boy. And in, to me, I'm like... Time to back away. Sure. Right? Yeah. As a, out of a thing of respect. She'll text me like, hey, we're looking to go to a show. If that's the case, of course, I'll help you out. But it's not like I'm like saying, like texting her every day saying, when's our next hangout? Like, you know, I don't feel anything right. owed from her as a friend. These are the type of, friend-ish. I would always speak good of her. I'm sure she would do the same for me. But there's a point where it's like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing here? I had a situation this just happened recently. I mean, there was a girl I was seeing in the... We were seeing each other, kind of like hooking up, whatever, a little wa- way, way ways back. I won't be... I won't give the time stamp on this. Sure. 
Um, but we had a really good thing going on. And I was like, mentally. But then there was like no sex. And I'm sitting there being like, what's going on? Even when we get in bed together and we get to the point of like, this is when the sex should happen. Like I would go to like take off a shirt article of clothing and it would just like, you know, when it just felt like you, it just wouldn't come off. <laughs> like and you it mean was, you, you, mentally, you're just like this doesn't feel right or what? It wasn't about not feeling right. It was more about it wasn't. Yeah, it didn't feel right, but it also didn't feel right. Is like the dance of sex wasn't going the way it usually right, goes. Right, 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 right. I would try to pull off a shirt, and then it would like no help from her end. So <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You, yeah, I think so. You have to do you do twenty percent of a shirt pull, and you let the other person do eighty percent. Right. It's your, when you pull, you start to pull off your shirt, going, "This is what I want to happen." Yes. And then you're supposed to jump in. You're supposed to, yeah, take it from here. Right. And it's just my my pull the shirt up is the buying signal right. for her accepting the offer with the other eighty percent. It's like the woman with the stroller in the in the subway where she kind of moves it up the up the thing, but it really means Nick, will you please pick up the rest? <laughs> <laughs> Looking as she looks over her yeah, shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I'm doing right. with her shirt. And every time I go 20% of the shirt, no, no anything, help. no help. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe she does. This This is kind of the, I mean, maybe this I'm is the- sleeping with the laziest person ever. <laughs> well, that was, that, <laughs> she just turns into the biggest starfish in the yeah. entire world. I, I, but I, but there, that crossed my mind, yeah. but also this gray area of, um, and I'm not saying she didn't want to be there. I'm just saying this gray area of, uh, of, of acceptance, of, of asking and acceptance with sex. Right, right. And you pull a shirt up. If you get nothing helping you, you're like, I guess I should back off. She's not into this. Right. And that's the, the signals that you have to be uh, coherent to in a hookup. Sure, of course. So I'm, I'm doing that, nothing in response every time. And I'm like, but we're having these great hangouts. We're getting mentally. I'm like totally down with this chick. And she's fun off, uh, off fun. Out, of, out of the bedroom and everything cool. And- we totally, I feel like we're totally connected. Oh, great. But then the sex stuff keeps coming up. And I'm like, at a certain point, I'm like, I'm going to fucking go crazy. Here. Right. I need to know what's going on. And I sent a text being like, hey, I'm not, I'm feeling like, I, I feel like I'm going crazy. Because everything's good, but this one very big thing. It's huge. Texted me back. I'm going through stuff. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the, she's basically ending it with me while giving me the, 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 in the nicest way possible. She's like, you know, listen, I have stuff with work. I'm trying to find myself. All that, all that bullshit that means all that noise. I'm not into it. Right. And I go, fine. I let it go. No text, nothing. Recently, I start seeing, you know, likes and things. And, and, From this and, woman. Yeah, and I'm seeing, um, she's coming up to, in my mind, a lot. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I don't, I'm not satisfied with what's, you know, not that I need satisf- satisfaction. You know, I don't need to be satisfied in this. But I, but I was like, maybe I'll go back to it. Sure. I'll send a text. I'll, I'll send off a flare. You know, you know, sure. and I was just like, "Hey, I felt like we had fun. I still, I'm like, so like, don't understand what went down. Um, but if you're around, I'm around." And that was like my kind of like opening up, and or I, I like sent a text, and she asked me, she's like, "What's the reason for this popping?" Because I hadn't texted since that. I respected that boundary, and she was, and I was like, "I right, listen, you just like, I thought about us, and I was like, I can't believe it didn't work out." And then it took literally. This is like almost like year plus later. 
Oh, wow. For, that I'm getting back in touch. Yeah, and, yeah. and she's going, listen, there was an ex in my life then. This ex is still around now. Oh, wow. Just letting you know that. And I'm like, oh, everything makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, she wasn't going to fuck around on the ex. She didn't feel comfortable fucking around on the ex a little bit while they're probably still sexually active. She was having a good time, but really testing the waters of getting away from this ex. You know, if I'm going to look at it as positively as I could ever look at it. And then also, she, you know, it's not like she wasn't like disgusted by me, you know, whatever. It was just, um, if I'm going to look at it as well, for my confidence, I'm going to say she's going to be testing the waters. Felt more of a thing with him, whatever, or couldn't get away from that. Yeah. And then um, then she ends it with, but now that that's out there, like you you could feel like there was a, like a relief over the text. She was like, can we at least be like cool and friends and stuff? Like if, and I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, but now, now I'm bullshitting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm not going to, we're not going to be besties. We're not going to be friends. Yeah. And and as much as I'll always be cool with this person. that And that's kind of what I'm saying to this emailer is like you can be cool with someone and not be friends with them. There's levels to these things. Sure. And she was like, yeah, can we at least like, she was like, can we at least, be? I was like, totally. We texted a little bit. We went back and forth, caught up a bit, which is totally fine with me. I totally respect that. But she was like, yeah, and you know, if I'm ever in the area near, like where you have a show, let's get a drink. And I'm like, that's not something I'm going to do. But I'm going to say yes to it. Now, yeah, of course. But we all should be afforded certain amount of lies, <laughs> you know, yes. to get through to the next day. Sure. We And... But I'm saying like, but the idea that we'd be friends is like, it's not real. That friendship is built on a lie of uh, me wanting more than that. And I think for this guy, your girlfriend is looking at you going, that's not a real friendship. And if it is, why the fuck aren't you still together? Yeah, the, yeah, she could have a million questions for that. It, 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 she's legitimately uh, concerned. I would be too if... Uh... Someone was spending an inordinate amount of time with uh, their ex. Yeah, of course. He's got to let it go. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Nick Griffin. At the Nick Griffin on Twitter, nickgriffin.net. Joke Joint, St. Paul, Minnesota, January 4th through 6th. Porn problems. Okay. This is the next. This is the next email. Oh, cool. Train Feather Feather from Down Under. We've gone international. Australia? Australia. Look at you, buddy. It's all happening. This is all happening. travels everywhere. Trains go a long way. Yeah. Love the podcast. Hope you can help me out. I live with my boyfriend of three years. Oh, so it's a lady listener. He's a perfect match for me. (laughs) And the sex is the best I've ever had. Sounds good. However, twice over the last three years, he has gone through long phases of never being in the mood for sex and shutting me down when I try to initiate. The first time this started going on, I asked him if anything was wrong or on his mind. He finally admitted he had been watching too much porn, which was affecting his (laughs) sex drive and the ability to stay hard. He stopped watching it and our sex life went back to normal until the same problem came about again. Recently, he admitted he had been watching porn again and having the same problem. Yeah. Now a month has passed and the sex is back. Still great, but I can't help but worry that this will be a recurring issue. I have no doubts I want to... What's this? a little Australian flavor for us. Oh, yeah. One of those. What do you call those? What is it called? Uh, It's a didgeridoo. A didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. Good for you. (laughs) This this guy, didgeridoo won't have sex with her. Uh, 
<laughs> I have no doubts I want to marry this guy. I'm also 30, 26 and he's 33. And in my prime fucking years, <laughs> look at this kangaroo, uh, and want to feel desired and not constantly taking a backseat to people on a TV screen. I know it embarrasses him when we talk about it, but he seems slightly addicted and I'm worried he'll keep falling back into this pattern. Totes preach any insight on how to keep this from happening again without making it a bigger deal than it needs to be or humiliating my boyfriend. P.S. I've never had any issue with porn before this and I watch occasionally on my own, but I don't want to suggest watching it together because I'm afraid it will just reinforce his dependence on it. What do you think, Nick Griffin? Well, it's a legitimate thing. I, I, I go through uh, periods where I enjoy the... <laughs> The porn, the lovely naked women, sure, active. Uh, it's an manner. escape. Yeah, and it's very easy and very available and very. I mean, you know, you can just you're in your sweatpants and then all of a sudden you're not and it's and, fine. And, it's and then you're done and, and you have over, no, and there's right. no right. cleanup, no fuss, no muss. There's no person. But I've never been a huge. I mean, I went through a. I, actually, when I was married, I was a. Uh, I went through a period where I was really, really into porn, and but I felt like that was. Uh, Why when you were married? Well, I. I, I mean, I, this girl seems to be in a similar. She's living with her boyfriend. Yeah. I well, you know, as you know, as a comic, you just have a tremendous amount of time during the day, and yeah. there's only so many jokes you can write. <laughs> there's only so many jokes to write. And, there's only uh, so much to do. There's only so much coffee to drink, and back then, uh, smoking cigarettes, and uh, I would do all that. And then I said, "Well, you know, why not?" And this was, you know, probably '98, so porn this is pre-availability was, yeah, of porn. Yeah, it was, uh, and uh, so I was really into it for a while. And of course, I was married, and I'd been with this woman for six years before yeah. that so we'd done everything and you know i still loved her very much but i i didn't have that kind of driving let's go right now and there's ebbs and flows to of any course. relationship sexually like yes. even a, even if you're with someone a year you have you have moments where it's like wow and then other moments you're like get the fuck away right, right, right. and that goes for both sexes i would assume yeah. I don't know. I think the porn thing is so is like a huge thing now. I've, I mean, I've talked about it. What's your porn experience? I don't mean, what do you like? But what did you go through periods where you're like, I, this is the greatest. You know how thing I ever? use porn? It's how not. I, it? I was into like still lifes. You know, I was. I didn't really get into videos till still late. Pictures, yeah. Still pictures, sure. and then I was. I like I told friends about that, and they looked at me like I was fucking insane. Yeah. Well, because they uh, they were all discussing. Their favorite website, right? And, and their I'm, favorite star, it's and, star, and some people are. So you talk, you find out right away who are the big porn people right. when they start knowing names and sure. eras and yeah. shit. <laughs> you know, like they have like the baseball cards and right. shit. I I've always, you know, porn has always been like a, you know, you know, really has been like a warm glass of milk before going to bed. Yeah, it puts me to sleep. Sure. So like it'll be porn, bang. You know, I fall right to sleep because right. it would like get it out of my system. Sure. I'd be, you know, it's like um, a sneeze, like a sneeze. Yeah, <laughs> and as simple as a sneeze. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've had moments where I'm like, I think Anthony DeVito has a funny joke about just like, you know, how they should have signs about whacking off will make you late to work and shit. Oh, right, right, right. And it's like, and it's so true because there's moments where you're like, I got this to do, I got this to do, I got that to do, and they're like. I'm gonna whack off, yeah, and yeah. and it like takes over your day, and there's right. something that just comes over you. Um, I think for this woman, no, it's really not about you. I don't, I, and it's an escape. 
I think the way to get this guy, um, I think what he's looking is just differentiation. He's living with you. He likes having sex with you. And then he goes through these bouts because at a certain point, he's just like, I, there's something animalistic to where I need to see what, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. I think what she should do is be more positive about what he likes to watch. This is how I would play it. You need to say something, you know, just understand that he's going through, we all go through these bouts of into porn, out of porn, whack, into, you know, whacking more, whacking less. It's kind of like a guy thing. Right. Like I'll have time, weeks where I'm like, this is all I've done all week. And then I'll have weeks where I'll be like, I haven't even done it. Sure. You know, and I think it's just the way, uh, it's, it's less explainable than she'll want us to give. Yeah. What I would say to her is get more positive about what he's watching. Ask him about it. What do you like? What do you do? What? Because there's something, there's some escape that he's getting through this that he might be a little bit embarrassed to let you in on. And it may, it may uncover like things that he's looking for you two to get to do. Also, it could be though that, that he doesn't want you to do the things that you do. Cause I've, I've been through that where I, I look at stuff that I, I really like that's hot and poured. But if 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 my girlfriend did, I go. Eh, it's not really. Yeah, but maybe there's a version of it. Yeah, or there's some uh, halfway point that you could meet at. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe he doesn't tell you, but maybe it gets him to like. Because sometimes talking about what you like watching makes it like more sexual with the person that you are talking about right. it with. So it's like at least the thought of you being readily available to talk about. Right. The the escapades his imagination is going on. The more you're involved in that, and now you can maybe say, "Well, okay, now I know what bounds I can I can work with it." I would agree. I I I think your idea that you need to kind of pull the curtain back is good in the sense that just get it out in the open a little bit. And tell yeah. him you can say anything. It's not a big deal to me. Like I, nothing's gonna freak me out. Nothing's, nothing's gonna, gonna make me think me, you're yeah, a weirdo, or right. I'm not gonna like start packing my things. Right. And you'd rather it happen that way than you put it like opening up the browser and being like, "What furries?" You know, right. like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like and finding out. That's a more positive way, but also stay calm. And know that like the bouts of it are something that like two guys here are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had those months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like sure. And I've had those And it's temporary. Temporary. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Nick Griffin at the Nick Griffin. Here's a different email. Yeah, good. Coworkers BO has got to go. Wow. J Train, my boyfriend and I love your podcast. Please come out to Denver. I'd love to. Love Denver. Okay, so here's my problem. I have a coworker who has the worst body odor. The problem is, is the only guy who works in our department at work. He is the only guy who works in our department at work. I feel like it would crush his already non-existent conf existing confidence if one of us ladies told him he smells. Oh, he's, only, he's the only guy in the group. Oh, I see. Oh, what do you think is the best way to approach him about his BO? Please help. I want to say something, but I definitely do not want it to hurt his feelings. Thanks. What do you think? You ever dealt with some bad BO? I haven't. I've, I've had uh, great luck with BO. I, I've never been a BO guy. I've never had BO. I've never been around too much BO. I'm it's kind of on the same, me, uh... same boat as you where I've never, like I put on deodorant, lasts me for three days. Like, and then I'm good. Yeah. But then I'll smell it. I'll be like, oh, I got some BO. Yeah. But it won't be like, you know, clearing out a room. No, I'm good. I, I, I think it's okay. I, but, of course, like, you know, probably like yourself, I've never been in a 
much of an office situation yeah. where there's a here's close what, contact. It, it here's comes. what I would do. I got an idea. Give it to me. I, I always have good ideas for these types I of know weird you do. issues. I, I, I trust is, you implicitly. This, thank you. Um, there's a reason someone there makes more money than you, and this is that reason. Bosses exist. There's a manager. There's HR. You go to someone in those departments, and they have the interpersonal skills, and also they're making more money than you, so it falls under their responsibility. So I think HR, you go to like a manager in HR and just say, hey, listen, I don't want this to be an issue. Because HR people, their whole job, and we don't think of it this way. We think of HR like fucking annoying person that you know gives us our checks. Like it's not like... You don't think of HR as being trained in these kind of social matters. I'm sure they have a sheet on it. Absolutely. This is their whole thing. This is half their job Yeah, is dealing with people in arguments. The Toby Flenderson in the office is there to do this shit. Yeah. So you need to go to HR or the head of HR and just say, and be cool about it. Just say, hey, I like this person. They do a great job. Um, but go walk in their office and see how you... See what you think about, and, and that ain't Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> you let him know. I mean, it might be Indian food, but it's from months ago, yes. and he's wearing it. He's wearing it. <laughs> it's on his shirt. So you tell, and then you just say it nicely to that HR yeah. person, whoever you know in HR, because then they go up the, the totem pole of HR. Right. Because this is a company, and you just say, I don't want my name getting released, which that is your right as an employee. Right. They won't release your name. They'll be cool about it. They'll know the way to go in there and make it a... Because you don't want the problems of math to get in the way... The emotion to get in the issues of math. Your issue is a math problem. Sure. Uh, guy one smells, it affects me, this equals bad environment. You need to make this math issue... You Because if you went to him and were like, yo, you fucking stink, loser, he'd be like, oh, I, I, I'll never yeah, fuck it's again. Aggressive it's aggressive. It's aggressive. You don't have to go to him. HR, that's where you go. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrain, you're a wise man. Listen, thank you. you you're the first, to, <laughs> the first to say that, but I appreciate it. Um, Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We'll keep moving through this. Which is worse? It's like a hypothetical. Gotcha. This is kind of a weird one. Second base with your second cousin. Or third base with your third cousin. So a second cousin. What's a second cousin, Shelby? Do you do you have this at, at on hand for how this works on like a family tree? Second cousin's like your mom's cousin, right? It's a, is it your mom's cousin? It might be. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have to think about this. Oh, I, what's yeah. a third cousin? It would be because this is always where it gets me stuck. It'd be like your. Your you know, cousin's cousin? My initial reaction is the, the second base, for some reason, seems creepier. Creepier? Because there's, there's caressing, and I mean, you know. It's more intimate. <laughs> At least faces are in different places. Right. You You're not making eye, total eye contact. Yeah. I think the second base would be less. I think it's worse Please. for the blowjob, because second base, you could do that by accident. Oh, you mean you could touch you could touch a second cousin's breast, like in like grazing. You could be in a pickup basketball oh, okay, game. Sure, yeah. I thought we were talking about literally sitting there and touching it, or sitting there and putting your fingers. 
I guess we'll, we have to play the game that's presented to us, All which right. is this is a sexual moment with you and yeah. your second cousin. Yeah, I think you're right. Because you're fa- it's where the, the heads lie is the real issue. I also think the second cousin's more likely to be at another family event than the third yes. cousin. So you're going to see. <laughs> yeah, I, you might have changed my mind. The third cousin, you could walk out there and be like, you know who? <laughs> They're your mom? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Dios mío. She turned into <laughs> right, We have to make a blood pact to never yeah. tell anyone this happened. Yeah, the third cousin, it could be you're at a party, they're at a party. And also, the third cousin could hypothetically look different enough. Sure. Second cousin, you're like, wait a minute, I know those eyebrows. <laughs> Am I looking in a mirror? <laughs> yeah, What's what, going on here? Did I just give myself... <laughs> did I just go to second base with myself? Shelby, do you know what the third cousin is? A second is a child of one parent's first cousin. Okay, yeah. So, or oh, the child of one parent's first cousin. Okay, I got it, yeah. Okay. And there's like all the stuff like once removed, this and that. So those were not the question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I think we're saying third base is with the third cousin is the lesser worse. Yeah, the lesser worse is the second cousin, the second base. Evil. The lesser evil. Shelby, do you have a Shelby always has fun responses to these. I just go third base every time. <laughs> just uh, stick with third. Yeah. You're, you can't go wrong. Just right. pass over second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right over second. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> here's a new email. We're coming up on New Year's Eve. Are you oh. a big New Year's Eve guy? No, no. I used to be, but not yeah. anymore. I, 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 my, my only qualification for New Year's Eve is a place to sit. As long as I can sit, I'm good. I think it'll get worse than that. Are you at the cellar on New Year's Eve? I'm not. Yeah. Um, I'm hanging. Yeah. So, but I'm there up until. But I, I, I just want a place to sit. Yeah. And food. Okay. Is that where you'll be on New Year's Eve? Yeah. Okay, so if you're in town, I don't know if they've sold out or whatever. I don't know what's going on. There's something going on there. Okay, Cripple on New Year's Eve. Help. Ooh. Hey, Jared, I'm a huge fan. I got all my friends hooked. We love your work. Anyways, here's my problem. I'm a 26-year-old single female and just found out... I'm a sucker for uh, sound effects. I love a good sound. Oh man, Shelby's Shelby's working over there. He's got a, he's a mad he's a madman on the ones and twos. So this is a serious issue. I'm a 26 year old female and just found out I have a stress fracture. Where? In my hip. Yeah. And have to be on crutches. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> In my crutches for the next two, and I'm on crutches for the next two weeks. Yeah. Which means I'm going to be that crutching, that girl crutching at the bar on New Year's Eve. Uh. I have big plans to go out with some of my best friends from college to some all night open bar in D.C. I don't want to bail just because I'm going to be on crutches, but I'm nervous that people are going to be staring at me all night in a bad way. I would typically be on the prowl for a midnight New Year's Eve makeout, but I'm feeling a little down because I won't be able to wear heels. I'm 5'10", so it's not necessary, but I feel frumpy without heels. It's okay. Please give me advice on how to make the best of the uh, of a night out on New Year's Eve with crutches. Are my crutches going to scare guys away? P.S. Come to Philly, please. I would love to. What do we think? I think, uh, I mean, if you want to make the crutches look less embarrassing, go to the uh, party or bar with a guy in a wheelchair. Yeah. And then it's just, <laughs> yeah. you seem more ambulatory. Yeah, you guys are just I that don't know. Couple. What are you thinking? 
Oh, I got a couple ideas. Please. Here's the the seat issue I just brought up. Yeah, is a big deal. Is a big deal for her. She needs to be I, and these open bars. I've been to these open bars. I've been to the party she's talking about. Okay? Yeah. These are tough hangs. Okay? It's you yelling at a bartender that doesn't want to do shit for you because they're not making it's not it's not a la carte. It's all inclusive. So they don't really get a lot of tips. Yeah. So these bartenders really don't feel like working for you. They're kind of working for themselves that night. They've already know there's a, uh, you know, it's, it's all about incentives. This is an economic principle. They're gonna only going to work as much. Like right now, I'm, I'm talking about tipping fucking security guards in my building. What's the least I can tip them? Well, they'll do the most amount of work for me. Right. So this is kind of the situation with sure. her on New Year's Eve. They've already known how much they're going to make. So here's what you do. You get to the place. You're first of all, you decorate your crutches. It's hilarious. Great idea. It's a great idea because that's you being confident about the situation you're in. Also, it gives a gut. Fun about it's it. It's fun. Be fun about it. Put New Year's stickers on it. Really dress them up in New Year's bullshit. And also, it's an opening for any guy. Your crutches are Thank an opening. You. Yeah. Right? It's like some something a jackass Nick Griffin would have done at 25. <laughs> oh, I like your crutches. She's like, yeah, I haven't heard that tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, at, at least if she's attractive, she can latch, latch on. She can, <laughs> if she likes the guy, yeah. she'll be like, yeah, I've heard that. That's the seventh time, but you're hot. Yeah, you know, so sure. I'm going to ride this one out. But that is a great opening for you're giving a guy an opportunity to say something, have a good line. Maybe a guy's going to have better than nice crutches. Who who knows? But at least you look like you are cool with the situation you're in, even though you might not be. Right. But the, but it's kind of like fake it till you make it. The, the, this at least gets you a little bit more excited about the crutches because sure. you decorate them, whatever. Also, find a spot at the bar you're going to be comfortable with your whole group. These a group, and this is kind of into the New Year's type of, uh, advice section of this podcast you need at these big you know one hour you know open bar thing situations you guys need to fashion out an area you got to find an area that's going to be comfortable for you and your crew because that needs to have a little entrance to the bar someone always has to be blocking off a body spot for your group to get to this bar that's open but not that open because it's hard to get drinks at night because everyone's just crushing that bar so you guys get a good spot and then hand the bartender a 20 the minute you get there. At least, yeah. At least. It's worth it. It's worth it. And they'll know, and you show that bartender the crutches. And you just say, hey, I'm a cripple. Take care of me. Hold up the crutch and, and kind of give a salute with the crutch. Now drinks are taken care of. Now you're fun. Now you got your area. And you're going to be fine. And guys will come up to you and will want to talk to you because the crutches are just an opening line that any guy would grab onto. Also, the no heels thing, know that that is your thing more than a guy's thing. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. You don't care about heels. I I mean, they look nice, but I'm never like... Oh, I can't believe she did wear heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have you ever said that? No, I've never said that. In the history of guys... There's been one closeted gay who said that. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are her heels? Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We got, we got a couple more. We got time for a couple more. Uh, fucking chick in my friend group. Hi, Dad. Love the podcast so much. I look forward to Tuesdays and Fridays because of you. Keep doing your thing. So I just had sex for the second time with a girl that likes me and I do not like back. Oh, sounds like a real charmer. <laughs> okay. this, 
These are the saints that listen to this. But he's being honest. Yeah. We have, and I listen. No judgment. No judgment. This is a judgment free zone. And to say that I haven't been this emailer would be a lie. Right. Uh, we have we have friend groups that cross over and hang out often. I know I shouldn't lean on her, lead her on, but do not want to just drop her and stop answering her snaps and texts. What should he do? So it seems like he realizes that there's this is going down a road that will lead to a breakup, and he doesn't want to do that to ruin everything else. How does he let her off the hook nicely? Boy, I would say, uh, not to sound like a dick, but I would be honest. Yeah. I would just say, I don't think this is working, and it's, you know, I think it's going to probably screw up both our kind of friendship groups. And... I think leaning on that as a, as a reason, like, listen, the, the, whoever you're ending anything with, guy or girl, they never know what you mean. Right. They ask you 700 times. You mean, why are we breaking up? Yeah, and yeah. And then whatever you say, they don't know what you're They don't doing. know what you're talking about. Right. All of a sudden, they don't speak English. Right. So whatever reason you give, she's not going to understand. Right. She's going to get angry. She's going to be upset. And she has a right to be. You can't tell someone how to feel. That's just the reality of the situation. For a minute, you're going to look like a dick. But the longer you keep this going, the more she's going to think of you as right. a dick. And the longer she'll think of you as a dick. So let's rip the Band-Aid off. I would... What you're saying is exactly right. Hey, go, <laughs> go, go to her. Say, hey, this was fun. I and make sure she knows you enjoyed yourself. Don't say you like me, but I don't like you. you know, like, don't you know? Like, be as truthful as you can. Like, what you wrote to us in the no judgment zone. Be kind. Yeah, and say, hey, I, and tell her you enjoyed the sex. I enjoyed the sex, but I value this whole. thing friend group that we have going on more than I s value this sexual relationship we've right. created. And then say to her, and if you and say to her, if you need to take time away from me, I get it. If there's a, an event coming up that I cannot show up to that, that you don't want to see me at, I get that too. Be tiptoe around her for a minute. Right. Give her that type of respect. But I think she'll come back and say, hey, I get it. I don't want it to be messy either. Like no one wants their friend groups to be messy. Of course. And then the move, the biggest move is when you see her, Hey, great to see you. Don't be awkward. Just go in with a big hello. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Nick Griffin at the Nick Griffin on Twitter. Go follow him. Go support him. NickGriffin.net. Joke joint, January 4th through 6th in St. Paul, Minnesota. Let's keep it going. We're going to keep serial first dater. What do you do on a first date? Uh, I generally do coffee. Just, coffee yeah like a relaxed like i mean if i'm just meeting them yeah. for the first time coffee or at, at like a wine bar because i don't drink anymore so i'll okay. have coffee and they'll have a drink and... what do you like about the coffee date as opposed to the drink date well i for me i just I, I i like to drink tons of coffee and if i go to a lot of these bars that i end up sometimes used to meet people at i i I wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't have coffee, so I'd sit be sitting there with a the water. And the girl would have a a drink, and I'd yeah. be like, uh, "And you look like Mr. No Fun." I, totally. Yeah. Like Mr. No Fun. Yeah. Like too serious. There's nothing. Too much. Not no matter what enough. you're saying, if you have a water, it just doesn't sell. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like you're trying to sell. Right. <laughs> you're like you're on a business meeting. Ugh. I get. It. I've done that when I I took some time off of drinking. Did you? And I went <laughs> and I went on a date, not drinking. And it's just not good. It's not good. It's not loose. It's uh, It also puts, and I think 
um, a lot of people get in this position where it's like, it really looks like you think this is the the only date you could ever be on. Right. Like, <laughs> like, I better focus. I better focus. <laughs> I, this has to work. I need to stop being single. This yeah. is my last ship out of Tokyo. Right. You know, so I, I have, but I have had great time on a coffee date with girls. Yeah. I do think that anytime I've gone on a coffee date with a girl, like during the day, it's always felt like, because I thought I could hook up with someone else that night. You know, oh, I see. Yeah, you know, like I was like keeping you know the time open, right? Which is, you know, dear Papa J. <laughs> you don't have an answer. For I don't that? have an answer for that. Okay. My idios- idiosity or whatever, idiot, whatever. I'm a 23 year old single lady listener and recent post grad. I've loved listening to your podcast, and I thought you could provide me with some insight. I hate to say it, but it seems that I've become a serial first dater. Ugh. I've tried out the dating apps as well as will make an effort to meet guys, whether I'm at the gym or out at the bar, but it seems they never stick around after a couple weeks or show any interest in developing our connection. I know what you're thinking. I must be fucking them right off the bat. No, I'm not. But that's not the case. I don't like uh, one-night stands. However, after a first date, I'll usually go back to their place, fool around a bit, and explain sex isn't in the cards for that night, only if they ask. Overall, guys will seem interested in me on the first date or two, but I'll get ghosted soon after. No, I don't smell of desperation, and in most cases, I will have the guy pursue me. I feel like I'm doing everything right, so I'm just not sure why I can't seem to get a guy to stick around long term. Am I somehow self-sabotaging? Honestly, I'm tired of low-key getting excited about someone new to only be let down a couple weeks later after the communication has dwindled, not to mention these past few years, I've slowly become known as the single girl amongst all my friends, and I'm over it. Please hit me over, the, uh, hit me with your wisdom. I really appreciate it. Sincerely, serious, serial first dater. What do you think? First of all, I think that meeting the right person is just sheer luck. It's, yeah, it's it's not a personal thing. It's not that you're not that you're not doing the right thing or whatever. I mean, obviously, you always want to improve your game, but mm. I don't know. What do you think? Well. What you're saying is so right. It's like we all think that there's no rules. There's right. no rules. And she's 23. First of all, you're fucking young, and you're probably dating other 23-year-old guys that want to fuck around. Right. And when I was 23, you could get me to stand still for 20 Two minutes. seconds. Yeah. And it's like, and you're hearing that from two guys. Yeah. So understand it is not personal. It is not. that. And I know people who do everything, quote, unquote, wrong, and then they just fall into a boyfriend or girlfriend. Sure. And, and it's just like, how that happen? They're like, nah, it just was easy at some point. And and that's really um, what I would say to her is the one thing I noticed from her email is that she groups them all. I keep going on first dates and get nothing back. I keep going on first date, where's my boyfriend? Keep going on first date, where's my boyfriend? It's not a catch and release like that. Right. You know, what you're saying is really a little, it feels like you're looking for the boyfriend and not really caring who the guy is. And guys smell that. And they they smell the idea that all you want is a boyfriend, whether you're kind of getting along or not. Yes. Yeah, uh, right? Right. I mean, I've smelled that. And, and especially when a girl has a plan. The one she explained just now where she's like, and I explain to them, I don't pursue the guy. The guy pursues me. And I go to the bed and I'll fool around, but we ain't having sex until you earn it. And then it's like, yeah, you've gotten rid of a lot of douchebags that wanted to have sex with you. And not call you again, which right. is great. But also, you've taken away a lot of the tango of meeting a guy. 
and a lot of the and you're, it doesn't feel like you're being vulnerable yourself right. from the email. It feels like you're saying, "I go on date one, and then there's right, date it's got two. a little checklist or something." It feels very just, checklisty. Yeah, from this, and I'm not saying go fuck. I'm saying create your own standard. If you need to start thinking of the like, and, and think back, be honest with yourself. How many of these guys that you have gotten ghosted by did you not like? How many? Because if you've liked them all, then maybe you've just liked the attention of any guy, which is fine. I'm just like, let's be honest here. And if you've had ones that you've been like, when, when's the last day you walked away and were like, I'm not going out with that guy, and he wasn't an asshole? Not the, you know, not the most relationships, 99% of relationships end for no reason at all. And this is first date and 10 years in. It's just not the match. Sure. And. There's that one, everyone wants that 1% reason to be like, fuck that dude, fuck that chick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually not there. That's the toughest right. part of ending a relationship is that there's nothing to say. Yeah. And I think for her, think of the guys that you've walked away from that weren't jerks on the date, but you were like, you know what? He was really, think of that one guy. If you can't think back to one guy where you're like, he was really nice, everything was right about him, uh, but he just didn't fit me. And if you haven't said that, maybe you just want the boyfriend. Let's be, you know, because we can look outward but and get no answers. I know people like that. They just want uh, they just want someone every to, Friday and Saturday to hang out with and and, and, and consider them a boyfriend. And, sure, and not necessarily have the greatest rapport with each other. Or it's a it's or, a warm body, but go buy a body pillow. It's cheaper. Yeah, yeah. you know, like. Or those uh, sweatpants with the suspenders. Because the great fantastic.co. <laughs> JTrain15, promo code. You know, I, I and I, <laughs> see how we slipped right into that? Yeah. I, I, I do think, though, this is like a, this is more a female issue, but this happens to guys too. There's guys out there that are just like, I go on the date, I get the girl, now, now I am man, I feel good. Right. And it's like, and I think for her, we can ask all our questions about the weather, but we don't know what the fuck why it's rolling in, but you got to start wearing rain jackets. So it's like for you where you're like, ah, what? think of your standard. What do you, what's the last guy you were with that you were like, I like those. I really wish he had stuck around and then take those things about him and relate it to the next guy. And you got to start thinking, be more. I think if you're a little bit more choosy, those guys will want to choose you. See that? That's could be the title Very of this episode. Nice Nick Griffin, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. It's such a fantastic time. It's so good to have you on. Thanks. I'll be here uh, available anytime. <laughs> good. <laughs> I have at the Nick Griffin on Twitter. Uh, go follow him. Support him. He's so fucking funny. So good on stage. So good. All give you get involved. NickGriffin.net. The Joke Joint in St. Paul, Minnesota, January 4th through 6th. Shelby, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. At Classic Shelb on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. I'll say it. What I'll, let me reiterate what I said at the beginning of the podcast. Keep spreading the word. Right now, this is drive home season. This is see a lot of friends season. And you know what comes after see a lot of friends season? The quiet dog days of January when no one goes out and all you'll have is your phone and podcasts. So all your friends need a little Papa JT in their lives. Get them subscribed. JTrain56 on Twitter and Snapchat at Jared Freed on Instagram, Jared Freed on Facebook. We'll be back next episode. Boom.